Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So it is my favorite time of year. It is Halloween time, and not just because Halloween is exactly a week from both of our birthdays, because we do have the same birthday for our listeners out there, if you want to get us a present, but it is my favorite time of year. Hashtag November 7th. (laughs) Remember, remember the 7th of November. That's what I like to say. So it is my favorite time of year for many reasons, one of which is because I was a nerdy theater kid, so I love dressing up in costumes. It's one of my favorite things to do. It's a little different now than we were kids, though. I've noticed, especially in the last couple of years, uh, that people, adults specifically, have started telling kids that it's wrong to wear a costume if that costume depicts another person's culture. So let's say you wanted to dress up like a Native American. Now they're saying you can't do that. That's inappropriate. That's disrespectful. Or even, I believe the movie was called Moana. There was a Moana costume. And some little girl just on Twitter, people were saying, you know, how dare you let your little girls dress up in this costume? They're not that culture. And so there's become this kind of divide in our country where people are calling it cultural appropriation, which is kind of a big, a big term. Basically, they're saying that that we are stealing other people's culture. And I've always kind of found this silly because to me, it kind of seems like a a compliment, kind of like a nice thing, like flattery. But I don't know, Connor, what do you think about this? Yeah, I I haven't really understood this either. Uh, We have these kind of culture battles where people try and fight one another in, you know, social media, online, even in person. And, and this cultural appropriate. So, so first, what is culture, right? Culture is kind of like a shared style, a shared set of values. What's that? Tradition a little bit too, like some shared traditions, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, Some shared, um, you know, musical style, uh, right? So you think of like Polynesian islands, right? Like Polynesian dancers. There's kind of this uh, there's just like maybe style is a good word for it. It's kind of overall style that affects maybe your food, your music, uh, your dancing, your attitudes. And so, you know, after thousands of years of people living in different areas, everyone's kind of developed these different little styles, this different culture. And, and we're different, right? So like I, you know, grew up in San Diego and San Diego has its own little culture, right? Like little surf, like, yeah, surf culture. (laughs) So, you know, I wore, and when I was a teenager, I wore a, a puka shell necklace. Oh, so did I. I had so many puka shell necklaces. <laughs> I, I walked around in flip-flops as often as I could. I wore shorts. Did you do the hang 10 uh, sign to people? No, I didn't really get there, but I did bleach my hair a lot. And I had this phase where I parted it down the middle. That yes. never looked good. Oh, dear. And, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the photos are really awkward to look at. But like I had my own style. There was this kind of culture that I was a part of. Well, now I live in Utah and it's, you know, cold half the year and there's mountains and there's no surfing and and the culture is just kind of different, right? Or like I've hired people to come work with us at Libertas Institute from different parts of the country and they have their different kind of way of speaking and their preferences and they're kind of, yeah, they're just style. Okay, so there's all these cultures, right? Well, then appropriation, I think you use the word stealing. I think that's mm-hmm. a good synonym for it that's kind of what they mean right you're like you're or, or maybe even like you're inappropriately using someone else's culture okay, like you're, that's good. yeah i like that like, like you're not allowed to use their culture because you're not a part of it and and i think you're right to point out like if if i uh you know this girl who dressed like moana like if she really likes you know pacific islander culture isn't it respectful for her to to wear that does she have like where is it written that only someone from, you know, Hawaii or wherever can wear a flower dress or can dress like that. Um, and especially because, 
as I see it, Brittany, I'd be curious to get your take on this. Um, everything changes, right? Like different cultures change over time. Our American culture used to be like a cowboy culture. Yeah. Like Texas, right? it's probably yeah. still a little bit, you know, in the South, you probably might see little elements of that still be right. It's different now. Yeah. And then immigrants came in and they married one another and shared cultures. And so then you have merged cultures, right? A cowboy marrying like an Italian woman and suddenly you have two cultures trying to come together. So then their kids, what is the kids culture? And that stuff changes over time. This is all very fluid. We have different beliefs and values and styles in those change. As kids, we have a different style. And as we get older, we abandon that, you know, style that we think is kind of... Does this mean you're uh, not still wearing puka shell necklaces and you don't I, have bleach hair? I can hair? confirm, yes. <laughs> I no longer part my hair in the middle either. I still wear flip-flops as often as I can. So, so if it changes over time, then no one really owns it. It's not like there's anything that is fixed. In other words, there's nothing set in stone. And so why is it that we can't just kind of continue to borrow and share and intermingle all these style ideas? You know, sometimes I wonder if people just like being mad. It's been something that I, I don't like thinking about, but it's really, for over the past couple of years, it's kind of something that's always in the back of my mind. People seem to just love being outraged. Like you look at stories that make it in the news and it's always somebody being mad about something. And I remember one a couple of years ago about a girl from your state, Connor, in Utah, whose father went to Japan. I bought, I bought her beautiful kimono style dress to wear to her prom. And she was so excited to wear this dress. And she posted a picture on Twitter and she got all this backlash and people were threatening her even because they were calling her a racist, telling her she was stealing someone else's culture. And it's so sad to me that here you have the 17 year old girl who just wanted to feel pretty on a very special night and has had to deal with you know, Twitter. And we, you know, Twitter could be a very mean place where people are just attacking her. And it, it just really makes me wonder, do people just like being angry, you know? It is interesting. We, we've talked a little bit in past episodes, and I'm sure all the families out there have heard of this cancel culture. Yes. Where if you do anything they deem wrong, they will basically just attack you. They'll try and go after your employer, your job. Or if you go to like a college, right, they'll try and attack your college. They'll, you know, try and attack you online and bombard you with messages from all these people. It is just a very kind of mob-like uh, activity. And, and to the point where you've even had sports teams, right, that have had like Native American names and they've had to like abandon these names, right? Because, oh, you're appropriating their culture. You're you're profiting off of, you know, uh, racism. Washington or, Redskins, right? Isn't that, isn't that the one whose name just changed? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so uh, that's that's a concern if, if like it's almost like they have the the expectation that we're trying to be like mean about it or we're stealing from someone when really i think there's definitely and and to be sure maybe there are some people who you know do that with with malicious intent right they're and like intent matters that's a good word i'm glad you brought intent up can we yeah, actually can okay. we break down what that means a little bit i think that would be important I, I think that's i think that's a good idea so intent is like what do you what are you meaning to do if i'm meaning to wear Okay, let's use an example. Blackface. Okay. Blackface is this this form of, I guess, comedy and theater. And, you know, back in the day, back in the day, women didn't act in theater, right? The men, it was only men and men, some men would pretend to be women as part of the whole thing. And then I think it was that way with blacks. And so you'd have white actors who would make their face black to be a black person. And then it later turned into this kind of stunt or skit where uh, if you did that, you were kind of poking fun at how silly or stupid black people were. That was kind of that you were making them look dumb and you were playing kind of a dumb black person. And so that, the intent, the meaning of doing that was to be mean, right? It was to, you know, poke fun at people. It, it can be very, um, 
what's the word? Just just mean, I guess, is the best uh, way of describing it. Whereas a, a girl wearing a Moana dress because she, you know, wants to be Moana, right? She kind of has this new little uh, hero and she would love to go live in Hawaii and she loves everything about the Pacific Islander culture and loves the people. Maybe her family has been to, you know, Hawaii or Tonga or wherever. And so she loves it. So she wants to kind of pay respect to it. She wants to be a part of it. Um, she's not doing it with bad intent. She she doesn't have any bad meaning. Um, and so I, I like how you paused us here to talk about intent because cultural appropriation, if someone's being mean about it, right, then that makes sense that that's not a good idea. But I think most people who are like, when I eat at Taco Bell, <laughs> right, <laughs> or if, if I make Italian food for dinner, I'm not being mean. It's that I love the Italian people and I love spaghetti and pizza and I want that to be part of my life. It's it's celebrating the good things of someone else. It's not appropriation. It's more, um, you know, being grateful for them and wanting to kind of be part of it. I'm glad you said that because I heard somebody say, and I think it was my friend Sean Malone who makes great videos for Fee. He said something along the lines of it's cultural appreciation, not appropriation, where it's actually showing like, you know what? I really like think about Moana. Let's use that example. A girl has found, a young girl has found a new like icon, a strong female, you know, role model, and she wants to emulate her. She wants to imitate her. And they say what imitation is the greatest form of flattery, I believe is, is you know, a famous saying. Right. And I think that's what we need to remember that, that this is, if you do it with ill intent, like you said, that's not right. That's very mean. But if you're doing it to say like, I love this, this culture, this person, I don't think that's bad at all. In fact, you know, it's not just style or clothing. We get a lot of our music from other cultures. And without that, without borrowing from other places, can you imagine how boring and dull everything would be in our lives? I watched a, a related video, not about music, but about fashion. This was actually a TED Talk. Uh, this is a, a, a little bit of a different topic, but she was talking about what's called intellectual property. And, you know, intellectual property is like I've written a bunch of books, so I have a copyright on those books or a software developer, like a computer programmer. They can create a bunch of code that does, you know, let's say, you know, the next Facebook, for example. And, and so they can kind of copyright or, or legally own that code. So if someone else uh, steals it or, you know, tries to recreate it the same exact way, then that you can sue them right under this idea of intellectual property. And so there's some people out there who think, and, and uh, I kind of waffle around, where intellectual property, because it's not actual you know, property, nothing physical you can possess, et cetera, you shouldn't be able to have the government be your kind of strong man to tell other people, you know, this can get really absurd sometimes, right? Like I watch Shark Tank a lot, like religiously, I watch every episode. <laughs> and, and sometimes you get these people who come on there and all they made was this like different way of doing a sponge. Right. And, and, and so they're just selling a sponge. And so then the sharks will say, like, well, do you have a patent on it? Right. And, and what are they really asking? They're saying, have you signed up with the government so that if someone else tries to make a sponge like this, then you can go to the government and they will use for the force of government to tell that other person, hey, you can't make sponges. Otherwise, we're going to hurt you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that's what patents are. That's what intellectual property is. And so it, it's a very interesting question. There's a lot of people who passionately believe in liberty who kind of fall on different sides of that question. Why do I bring that up? Well, this TED talk I watched, this woman was a fashion designer and she was talking about how when you don't have an intellectual property, when you have the free sharing of information and ideas, you get a lot more innovation. You get a lot more creativity. And so she shared her experience as a fashion designer. 
how all of fashion is basically, quote unquote, stealing, quote unquote, appropriation from other people. Someone might look at an outfit and say, ooh, I like that skirt, but I'm going to make this little change and I like that design. I'm going to have that be the blouse. And then over here, I'm going to borrow this. And suddenly I've created this new style out of many other styles. And then the next person might take that style and turn it into something else. And so kind of like a variation on a theme is kind of what they call that, right? Yeah. yeah. Taking something, making it better, adding your own, you know, like like songs, right? There are cover songs where people will kind of add a little twist or, you know, make some changes to it to add their own style. And so she was talking about how you get more creativity, that it really uh, pushes people to be creative because they know that they have to create like in fashion, a signature style that, you know, even if there are knockoffs out there, like everyone knows that this is the quality brand. And so I think that's really interesting with, with the cultural appropriation that we're talking about too, where like these ideas, like foods, you know, and songs and dancing and all these things, they just kind of like get mixed around and, and we imitate one another and then we add our little twist and then someone else takes ours and adds their own. And that's how culture is developed. That's how you get all these different styles over the years. And so now to ha- suddenly have this mob of people in the past few years who were saying, you're appropriating their, you know, someone else's culture. I just stand by and think like, have you not looked at world history that that's how <laughs> culture developed? I don't know. Not only how it developed, but how things got better. And I, I always return to music. I'm a musician, so that's a really big part to me. But I think about jazz. You know, we wouldn't have jazz in this country if it weren't for all the amazing black artists that came and brought it to us. So it, all, right. all over the country, all over the world, there's all these different influences that make something better. And it's kind of like together, by mixing everything together, you get something even better than you had before. It's innovation. And so it's crazy to me that people would be mad at this when it's like, wait a second. Aren't we all just like making the world a little bit better of a place? And I think it comes down to like freedom versus control, right? As I think about cultural, you know, development, like how everything just kind of flows and we borrow, we imitate, we share, we combine, right? That's more of freedom, people kind of being free to do these things versus these people who are arguing cultural appropriation. They're usually, you know, big government socialist type of people who believe in control. They want to force other people to only do the things they think they're allowed to do, right? You can't do that. I say you can't do that. Therefore, I'm going to, you know, get government on my side. I'm going to shut you down. Um, Or, you know, ironically enough, these people who are anti-market are using the marketplace (laughs) oftentimes (laughs) trying to do boycotts and pressure. I mean, cancel culture is kind of in a a lot of ways like a boycott, right? You're trying to get people to stop, you know, listening to somebody, which is kind of like buying buying a product. So it's very intertwined. Yeah, it is. And so I think I think uh, this is something we're gonna have to watch closely because it's so connected to this cancel culture, which, you know, even think of liberty discourse, being able to engage with other people, sharing the ideas of freedom like we are on this podcast. There are people who would love to shut us down, who don't want us talking about these things. And you think about how America got started and people being able to, you know, preach at the pulpit and and down at the tavern and share controversial ideas, literally treason against the king, right? And, And all of these ideas just kind of mixing together and leading from one colony to the next. And people are now emboldened a little bit more and suddenly they're dumping tea in the harbor and all this kind of stuff. It was because of the free flowing nature of all of those ideas, the freedom of people expressing themselves that led to even having this country. And now there are people in this country who want thought control. They want to restrict people. They only want, as our friend Tom Woods likes to say, 
the three by five card of allowable opinion. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, like here's my little card with a list of things you are allowed to believe. And so if it's not on this list, you're not allowed to. Um, that's a danger, I think, to freedom generally when there are people out there who have this attitude of control uh, because it's not just about cultural appropriation like a dress or a type of food. For a lot of these people, it's a, what's the right way to say this, like a life perspective. It's just the way they think. And that leads into how they vote. That leads into who they support in government. That leads into all kinds of other things that end up actually controlling us in a lot of other ways. So I think it's something we're going to have to watch very closely. Yes. I think it's something for you families out there to pay attention to because as, as our society seems to be uh, changing a lot more quickly than in years past, uh, hopefully this is a development that doesn't get any worse. Certainly something to talk with the kiddos about, about what this means for our families. Thanks, guys, for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. And Brittany, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed. And check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.